Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And before I get started, before I get into the guest and what we talk about, I just uh, I want to say as a member of humanity, uh, my great condolences to uh, both Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian uh, announcing their split recently. Uh, we are all we're all saddened by the loss of whatever we called them for the short amount of time that they were. And I would also, by the way, I'd like to uh, congratulate Kanye on all of his work, all of his trolling, all of his efforts to uh, secure the affections of his bride. Well. Apparently, Kim and Kanye are back together. So, guys, if you're being toxic and she's not coming back, all you gotta do, apparently, is crank up the toxic and you're golden. Anyway, so my guest today is Jesse Bjorkman. Jesse is a candidate for Alaska State Senate. Now, we talk about all kinds of things during this podcast, uh, including why he is... Actually, I don't even know if we got into why he is uh, running for office. We do talk a little bit about his uh, one of his opponents, uh, Tuckerman Babcock, but we talk about a lot of other things. And so, with that being said, I think you should give it a listen, especially if you live in the Kenai Peninsula. If you're one of our listeners in Russia... You probably don't need to know about what's happening in politics on the Kenai Peninsula, at least not until you invade. That said, ladies, gents, others, Alaska State Senate candidate, the one and only Jesse Bjorkmania Bjorkman. I don't know if you heard that in the background, but that was Yeti uh, waking up. It's like almost 1030 here at night and yet he decided that he needed to wake up and so i gotta go do dad stuff i'll talk to you later here's jesse great so thank you very much for tuning in thank you very much for tapping in you may be asking yourself why i am in my car right now very simple I get better internet in here than I do in my office. So I figured I'd just hang out in my car for a little while because I, mean, I like my car anyway. It's relatively comfortable. And it's a cool car. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's a Lexus. I mean, it's an old Lexus because that's cool. It goes to why you want to have a, uh, a comfortable car, right? So uh, if you were ever having to do interviews in your car, you want it to be a comfortable place. Get that fine, uh, Corinthian leather, whatever it was that they had in the Cadillacs in the early 1980s. I don't remember the early 1980s well. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Jesse Bjorkman just sent him the invitation. He's going to pop in in a couple of minutes, and we're going to talk about policy in the state of Alaska. If you have so new to uh, to Instagram like this, so we've got to. There's a little bit of patience that we've got to have with the man. He's off doing, like, real stuff. And I'm sure he'll go over his resume, and there will be things uh, I miss trying to lay down his resume. But he's got a very respectable resume. He is a teacher. He uh, teaches survival skills um, to uh, high schoolers and middle schoolers uh, 
up to and including hunting, like they're hunting animals, right? Like going out and hunting a moose. So if you are, um, if you are the sort of person that is looking for a, uh, I don't know, a candidate who knows how to, uh, um, like feed himself and others and teach others how to uh, feed themselves. That's a guy you'd vote for. Now he's a he's a high school teacher. I've worked with him in the past at uh, the local radio station, where he was a um, he was a regular host um, with Bob Bird on Bob Bird Show. He just popped in the room, sending the uh, yeah, sent him the invite right now. So hopefully he can join in. So you should get a thing saying that you're invited to a thing. If you are on your computer, you may or may not be able to connect um, to uh, to the live. I've had that experience also on um, on my Mac, on my iMac. Um, so if you are unable to connect on something like that, maybe it's uh, you should have a little box that says um, invitation to join. And I just sent you another one, and should be like a little red thing that pops up that says uh, so-and-so has invited you to join their live. Now, if you are on your phone, you'll see it. Uh, if you're on your computer, I don't know if you will, just because they, um, I don't know, they're they're funky. Um, like I said, my Mac, I'm unable to connect, and um, so I have to use my phone, which is weird. They're both Apple products. I feel like you should be able to connect on one with the other. That's why you, you stick with Apple. I'm probably doing something wrong, though, and, and I'll own that. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that Jesse might have been on his desktop, and now he's going to go to his phone to try and join, which is totally cool, totally acceptable. And it's a thing. It's a thing that should be smiled upon because, you know, he's trying to connect with his constituents. And he's doing the best he can, doggone it. Uh, but Jesse is a high school and middle school teacher, I believe. And we'll have him explain his resume. He's got a very solid and legitimate resume that, that one finds respectable. And I'll go ahead and say this on, on the podcast so that I'm saying this. Um, boom. I'm sending you the invite right now. <sighs> All right. Hopefully, hopefully we can connect. Hopefully he'll pop in. You'll see his face on the bottom. He's a good-looking guy. So yeah, got a good-looking, well-groomed goatee. Probably has a well-manicured lawn as well. Seems like the kind of guy that figures out how to do it. You know, to do all of the stuff that you're supposed to do, plus keep a well-maintained lawn. I don't know that, though. Like, I don't know that I've ever gone to driven by or Jesse's house and seen his lawn and thought to myself, that that man must be an elected representative. Look how nice his lawn is. Um, so I'm hitting the accept. Boom. I'm hitting accept. We can do this. We're just going to do this all day. We're going to send uh, invites to each other back and forth. It's just how it's going to go. I'm hitting the yes, yes, accept. I don't know why it's not letting. It says you're unable to join. And I, for whatever reason, am having issues accepting. I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that Mark Zuckerberg himself is hating this. Oh, oh, maybe not. Hey. He spoke too soon. He sp- Thanks, hey. Mark. 
Good morning, Bill. Hey, thanks for all the kind words that you said about me there while I was trying to uh, figure out this IG technology. Never actually have used Instagram Live before, but uh, proud and thankful today to use it with you and your listeners. Oh, thank you very much. I, uh, I, nice to hear. Nice, nice words from you as well, kind sir. Well, thank. Uh, so I'm just going to assume that uh, anyone who is, is tuned in right now has probably never actually listened to the podcast, specifically not the episode where you came on and did a really excellent introduction of who you are and what you are about. Um, so if you could just give us a couple minutes and talk about who you are, um, why you're running for and uh, all of the good stuff. Well, thanks, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners and whoever else might watch this video in the future. You know, my name is Jesse Bjorkman, and I'm running for the Alaska State Senate because I want to make a difference for working people in Juneau. And I want to make sure that the Kenai Peninsula moves forward into the future prosperously in a way that works for working families. And ultimately, I want our state government to work for people that want to work for themselves. And that, that's really important to me. And the, the people that want to get up and make a difference in the lives of others or make a difference in their own life by, by going out and killing it every day. And that's what's important to me. And I know that's what's important to so many Alaskans around the state. You know, I'm not a career politician. I have no desire to be a career politician. Who I am is, is a dad that, that wants to make a difference. I'm a small business owner. I'm a school teacher of going on 14 years now. And I really love my community and I am very thankful for the opportunity to serve the people of the Kenai Peninsula and give back. And hopefully I can be their voice in Juneau for better government, for government that is transparent and open and honest with people. I like to talk to people about the process and how things work. I like to talk to people about how we can make worthwhile and meaningful lives better by making government smaller by making government work more economically, by streamlining things so that our state government focuses on those bulk services that we rely on to build worthwhile and meaningful lives for ourselves. And those things for me are roads. We need roads that are well-built and well-maintained. We need public safety that works and, and not so much in a law enforcement gotcha kind of way, but in a community policing more of a, hey, we're, we're here if you need us. Also, we need schools that have high standards for students and that are responsive to their neighborhoods and communities. And so those are the things that I think people are looking for out of their state government, roads, public safety, and schools. But to deliver all of those things effectively, my number one priority is to help bring fiscal stability to our state government. We cannot continue to plow through tomorrow's bill and expect different results. We can't keep doing the same things over and over by electing the same types of people over and over and expect that magically something different will happen. The people that want to continually fight about the same issues and cause drama and strife in our state capital, those are the people that we can't afford to send to Juno anymore. I am not that guy. I really am a person that wants to bring people together, that wants to get the job done for Alaskans so that we can move forward together in a way that's going to enrich the lives of all Alaskans who choose to get up and go to work every day, who choose to go out and be a productive member of their society as a volunteer, or they wanna take care of their grandkids, or they want to just 
do what they want to do in Alaska. And that's great. And that's, that's who I am. And, and that's what I care about, Bill. So um, you've been on the Kenai Peninsula Borough Assembly for a few. Can you, what can you point to as your major accomplishments during your time on the assembly? Very good. Well, hey, thanks. I really appreciate that, Bill. You know, we've been able to get a lot done on the borough assembly since I've been there. Um, probably the thing that I'm most proud of is the election integrity and reform package of legislation that we passed about a year and a half ago. Uh, that could have been a, uh, a pretty dramatic thing, but it wasn't because we had common sense solutions to make sure that our borough elections were safe, secure, and transparent. And we did a few things in that piece of legislation that I'm really thankful for. We ensured that all of our vote tabulator machines were going to be publicly inspected so people can talk to the borough clerk and say, hey, I would like to watch the inspection and the testing of our vote tabulator machines. And you can see those tests happen and you can count the ballots before by hand and then you put them through the tabulator and you make sure that whatever the machine tabulates is the same thing that you counted by hand. People can watch that happen. Also, we included provisions in our borough code to allow for poll watchers to make sure that poll watchers had a place in our borough elections, to make sure that we had a clear chain of custody that's recorded for all of our election equipment, as well as paper ballots, which is really important as well. Making sure that we continue to use paper ballots in this borough is important to me. Tightening up signature requirements and making sure that people were clear on that when they choose to vote absentee. All of those things were good common sense solutions that are going to yield tangible results in our borough elections to make it known that our borough elections are free and fair, they're secure, nothing's hooked up to the internet, and that things are what they say they are when the votes are cast. And it's the people's vote that counts. It's not about who counts the votes. What do you think are the biggest issues uh, facing your constituents and how to address them? That's a great question. I think the biggest issue that faces all of us is our economy here in Alaska. And unfortunately, right now, because of our state's fiscal situation, um, our economy is very largely dependent on the price of a barrel of oil and what that means. Also, then, because our economy is so dependent on that, and that's okay for a lot of the a, a lot of uh, a lot of folks who kind of are used to the oil industry and, and kind of know that cycle and know what to expect, and that's fine. But if we are going to become more than just an oil state, more than just an oil province, maybe even a colony, if you will, depending on how the federal government chooses to treat us one month to the next, if we're going to become more than that we need to diversify we need to have fiscal stability in our state that's not reliant on the price of a barrel of oil so how do we get beyond that we need to diversify our economy through expanding more of our natural resource production and look at ways that we can deliver cost effective or cheaper electricity we need cheaper electricity in alaska and with cheaper electricity that means we get more manufacturing that means that the cost of production for goods and even some services, if it were to come to information technology, cheaper electricity means that those numbers pencil out a lot better for businesses. 
Also, we need to do whatever we can to build roads on state ground to access our resources for extraction in wise ways. Um, whether that's timber or mining or other things, we need to develop our resources as a state so that we can grow prosperously into the future. And that goes beyond oil as well. Other things that we can do in this state are that we need to continue to develop interesting things like blue energy based on hydrogen and other, other byproducts that we can use through our oil and gas industry that we already have in place and we need to grow those things as much as we can. And there are lots of neat opportunities coming with the possible moving forward of the Alaska LNG project with blue energy. I'm excited about those things. But the bottom line for me, Bill, is I'm a, I'm a limited government maximum freedom kind of guy. And I think the state needs to partner with private industry in whatever way that we can to get out of the way, make sure that those, those businesses and industries are conducting themselves in, in environmental responsible ways, of course, and, and that they're following the law, absolutely. But the laws and restrictions can't be so tough that they are just tied up and can't make any progress toward building a business and building an economy here in the state of Alaska. Um, what do you think uh, are some of the issues um, the greater issues facing Alaskans. Um, we've, we've talked a little bit about constituents. Um, do you view Alaska, do you view all of Alaska as your constituency? Absolutely. Or, okay. um, yeah. Ultimately, like I'm gonna represent the interest of my district here on the Kenai Peninsula first and always, but we need to do what we can to make sure that Alaska works for people who work. Um, that's, that's the deal here. And so I think other issues besides the economy, I think the economy and the ability for people to go out and start a business, to go out and engage in that free enterprise market, get a job, whatever they want to do, when the economy is better, it kind of lifts all ships, right? But beyond that, we all clearly have issues uh, around the state that need some, need some care and attention. And clearly homelessness is, is a big one. Uh, mental health among our young people is another one as well. And I think we need to, as communities, neighborhoods, as families, we need to recognize those things and do what we can on an interpersonal level to talk to each other in really meaningful ways, to genuinely sit down and talk with people and say, hey, how are you? Are you okay? What, what are you up to lately? Let's go out and do something together. It would be great if we could get back to a place. You know, when I grew up, Bill, in Upper Michigan, we had block parties and my parents and, and neighbors would get together from the neighborhood and get together in the backyard for, for a barbecue and drinks. And that was a big, big deal. That was a big deal all year round where people would come over and, and talk to each other and build real relationships. I think especially throughout COVID and all of the craziness that happened with that, and, and people have become even more insular than they were before, we need to do what we can to reach out and reach out and break down barriers between groups of people and, and get back to the community that breathes positivity and the community that helps out. And so many Alaskans are great about doing that, Bill. And that's kind of is the number one thing that we can do to, to fight um, mental illness and homelessness. But 
ultimately, we know that that's not a cure-all or a panacea, right? So I think the state needs to step up with some real reform on mental health issues, especially for our young folks and making sure that kids get the support that they need when they're teenagers, whether that is in a school setting or outside of a school setting, whatever the parents choose. Um, those are the kind of things that people, people need help with. As a teacher, because you said earlier, you've been a teacher for 14 years, is that something that you've seen change in students, uh, a shift in, in mental health? And um, what, are, what are some of the changes that you've seen over the last 14 years, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah, I think, you know, we've seen the Kenai Peninsula change quite a bit. Um, since I arrived in 2009. So I'm just going into my 14th year of teaching. Um, and as we've seen those things change, we've kind of seen the economy change and kind of the, the demographic of, of our communities change a little bit. And as those changes happen, the needs become greater depending on you know, the, the people involved. And, and that's, that's understandable. And when people have um, significant needs and kids are coming to school and um, they're chronically tired because they're not sleeping. They are, you know, worried about what they're going to wear. They're worried about what they're going to eat. It's very difficult for them to learn. It's very difficult for them to succeed at school. And so what happens a lot is the school kind of becomes a place where they have to meet those basic human needs first before they can move on to teaching reading writing math science and history um do you think uh, i mean will you work as an advocate for um for educators and i don't know what are some of the man so many good questions to ask all right let me run it back so yeah let me, let me just run it back uh, Senator Bjorkman, stressed, long, long day at work. You're dealing with legislation you hate. How do you relax? Well, I tell you what, oftentimes a, a great way for me to relax is if I can make a list, let's say that I'm kind of closing out a day. And if I can make a list of two or three things that I can get done, get those things done. And I feel like I've kind of closed out a day and ready for my next day. And then I'm going to go, my kids are still up, I'm going to go hug my kids. Or if they are asleep in their bed, I'm going to go give them a kiss on the forehead while they sleep. And I'm going to tell them that I love them. And uh, then I'm going to go hug my wife and uh, think about maybe planning a hunting trip or the next time I can get out hiking after a day of work. And it kind of those, those plans in the future are kind of like friends that you visit. And uh, those are interesting relationships, too, as you plan trips in the outdoors or exciting new activities that I get to do with my kids. And those are some pretty cool things, Bill. Um, but ultimately, the, the greatest relaxation, the greatest fulfillment is really accomplishing good work that I know is going to make a difference. And that's why I want to run for the Alaska State Senate. That's why I want to be your senator on the Kenai Peninsula is because we have so much work to do. And the alternative to me being your senator really is a dangerous place. You know, my opponent, when he worked for Governor Dunleavy, they proposed, I think he gave Governor Dunleavy some very bad advice. They proposed some cuts that would have drastically changed our way of life on the Kenai Peninsula. I'm gonna be very straightforward with people when I talk about this. 
Tuckman Babcock proposed a budget. He pledged support for a budget that would have closed at least one third of the schools on the Kenai Peninsula. Kids would have been driving possibly up to an hour one way to go to school if they wanted to go to school. You had some drastic cuts made to the borough budget as well that would have severely hampered the borough's ability to deliver fire and ambulance service to people in their homes. Out here in Nikiski, it would have slashed our budget by almost two thirds. The same with the North Peninsula Rec Center. You're looking at the school most likely having to choose and make some very hard choices. All of those pools that many groups enjoy using, those pools close under a Tuckerman Babcock regime. The North Penn Rec Center, they have to make some very hard choices. These cuts would have been very real if not for some very brave Republicans who stood up to that regime and said, no, we are not going to support cuts to the budget in that much that would take away um, so many opportunities for students, that would take away so many opportunities for Alaskans. Bill, do you know that under that proposal by Tuckerman Babcock, we were not going to plow the road? In fact, we didn't. We didn't plow the road between the Kenai Peninsula and Anchorage for two winters. This is ridiculous. This is the road that we provide, or we rely on to get food. We rely on to, to have transportation back and forth for, for business for many of us. We have to keep the roads plowed. We can't cut plowing the roads. Also, one proposal in this Babcock budget was to close Wildwood Prison the lowest cost per unit prison in the state of Alaska, Babcock pledged support for closing this prison. Absolutely ridiculous. Not only would have this put dozens of criminals out on the street here in South Central Alaska because Wildwood Prison gets closed, not only would that happen, but it would have cost our community dozens of good jobs and hurt our economy here on the Kenai Peninsula horribly. These are the things that I don't think good hardworking Alaskans stand for, who want to see their communities be safe, who want to see their children educated to high standards, and who want to see their local governments be able to perform basic services, like the fire trucks come when you call them, the paramedics show up if you or a loved one are having a heart attack. They want the trash to go away at the dump. All of these proposals under a, a, a Babcock regime would have been disastrous for Alaskans, would have been disastrous for the Kenai Peninsula. So I want really people to really pay attention in this election cycle as to who is asking for your vote and pay attention to, to what those folks have done and what those folks say they're going to do. People, I believe, Bill, I hope that they vote for someone who is more than just an empty promise that folks have heard year after year after year. People need to vote for someone that's going to be straight with them and is going to give them the time to listen and give them honest answers. Because the people that say, oh, things are simple, or if people say, oh, it's just, you know, my way. And if we, everyone would listen to me, everything would be fine. Almost always, when people tell you those kinds of things, people aren't being straight with voters. People aren't being straight with Alaskans about the complexities of issues and what we need to do as a society to provide responsibly for ourselves and our communities. I want people to know that there aren't any easy answers, but what I am committed to do as state senator is I want to work with all of you 
people of the Kenai Peninsula to find real solutions to our problems and to move forward prosperously into the future. I think that um, you, of the 20 good reasons that you could give to not vote for Tuckerman Babcock, I think you only laid out like three. I, the following thing I want to say is allegedly. I have to say allegedly because I don't want to get sued by Tuckerman Babcock. Allegedly, he did use the uh, employee-only restroom in a small local business, didn't flush, and left the toilet seat up. That is the kind of man you are working against. You are working. You are fighting against a man who asked people to sign an illegal loyalty oath that cost the state of Alaska half a million dollars. And we can. And he's essentially. I feel like he'd be. He'd be a rubber stamp for administration that. I don't think does hasn't done a lot for my trust, um, given some of their preferential treatment that they've given to um, folks like um, uh, Bob Penny and and uh, and some of the favors that have been done for his family in um, in exchange for support. I don't want to connect those two gentlemen specifically, but I feel like the the establishment Republican Party. His, um, has sort of become everything that they rally against the establishment Democratic Party uh, for doing. And you see that, I, I see on the Kenai Peninsula more so um, than anywhere else because it's right in front of us. But I think that Tom Babcock is that establishment guy who is, I don't think that he, I don't want to say that he doesn't have any original ideas, but he, if things are, um, if things are simple answers, then they're not simple answers. And not. Yeah. Oh. That's almost always the case. You know, there, there are big trade-offs, certainly when we look at what state government can do um, and what it should do, and then what it's able to do based on the resources that they have and how people want to prioritize those resources, you know, when I land at an airport in a big plane, Bill, and I look at that runway, I don't want that runway to be just as long as I can afford to pay for. I want that runway to be as long as everyone can afford to pay for because I want to land the plane safely. And that's what we need to do with our state situation. We need to land the plane safely is, is high right now and that provides for a lot of opportunities at, at the current moment for what our state is able to do. However, the price of oil currently is going south like Sherman. It's, it's going way down and that's great for gas prices. That's really great for a lot of the economy and, and much of the economy in the lower 48 and hopefully it'll bring the cost of goods down and slow down inflation with the cost of energy. But what do we do as a state to provide for roads and when you call them and prisons to keep the bad guys locked up when they should be there and educational opportunities for our students when state revenue is low because the price of oil is low. That's the deal. That, that's what people I, I want to, to make sure that you're aware of as as you look forward into the future. How do we develop fiscal stability for our state? Because what I don't think we can do, what I'm not willing to do as a dad as a small business owner, as a homeowner, 
I'm not willing to look at my second grade boy and say, hey, son, you know, price oil is down this year. That means we can only teach you to read this well when we should be having much higher standards. The level of our children being able to read should not be dependent on the price of a barrel of oil. The response time of a trooper or a fire truck should not be dependent on the price of a barrel of oil. We have to get to a fiscally stable place in this state. And the people that tell you that there's a simple solution or that you know things have worked perfectly in the past, those things have not worked well. We have all seen many blunders in our state that we can point to and say, these things can't happen again. But no one is willing to make the tough choices to ensure that they don't. When people vote for Jesse Bjorkman as their state senator, they're voting for a man that is willing to make tough choices and is willing to talk to people and listen to them and explain the process and to make sure that people know the truth about what's going on in our state. Jesse, thank you very much uh, for your time. I um, I hate I, mm, I hate saying this out loud. Uh, I wish you weren't running. I, I I wish you weren't because I believe that you're an asset to the community. You are an incredible asset to the community. And if you were running against just about anyone else, I would say vote for the other guy. Don't vote for Jesse. Let's let's keep him here. He is an asset to the community. However, you're not. So I guess we got to say vote Jesse. Um, well, I can put you at ease because I'm not going anywhere. One of the great things about having a citizen legislature in the state of Alaska means that I'm still going to be here. I'll still be teaching some hunter ed classes. I still will be getting out in the community and, and volunteering the best I can and supporting groups like our local chapter of Safari Club. We'll be doing so much of so much of those things still in this community. Back, I'll be back to visit with the people of the Kenai Peninsula, Kenai and Soldotna, Sterling, Moose Pass, Funny River, Cooper Landing, Kiski. I will be around and available so that people can communicate with me and, and other people that I talk to in Juneau about issues that matter to them. I'm not going anywhere. I'm very proud to have the opportunity to serve in the Alaska State Senate, and I would appreciate your vote. If folks would like to talk with me, please give me a call. My phone number is 907-394-6796. I love talking to folks about issues that matter to them, and they should call me. They can find me on Facebook, at Jesse, just Jesse Bjorkman on Facebook, and I'll be happy to uh, accept your friend request there. Uh, but do look me up, give me a call. You can visit my website as well at jessebjorkman.com. Always happy to hear from people and uh, be, be very proud and, and respectfully ask for your vote coming up here August 16th for the primary and again, November 8th for the general election. I'd also like to point out that your opponent has been doing fundraisers in the Matsu Valley, which as a voter is kind of uncomfortable for me. Yep, I've uh, been able to raise quite a bit of money here on the Kenai Peninsula, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that so many people in our community are supporting me. Um, that's great. You know, my opponent is very, very well funded from people that don't live here. And... Uh, 
that kind of is what it is. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm very happy and thankful to have the support of so many people in our community. I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful thing um, that, uh, that we're supporting our guys. Jesse, again, thank you very much for your time. Folks, reach out, contact if you have any questions, talk about the things that matter. Um, and again, uh, Mr. Bjorkman, uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Bill. Have a great day. You as well, sir. So Jesse's going to tap out real quick, and then we're all going to go on. Hey, should be a little, should be a little X in the corner. You could just, you can just hit. I don't think I can kick you out. No, I don't think I can. Do it. I don't know that. that it's weird because I feel like that should be a power that that you should have. All right. So, ladies and gents, that was uh, Kenai Peninsula Borough Assemblyman Jesse Bjorkman, currently running for the Alaska State Senate. Good man. Good man. Uh, I did. I'll tell you, I went to a Republican fundraiser on Cinco de Mayo, which is weird because a Republican fundraiser um, on Cinco de Mayo from the MAGA crowd. It's intriguing. It was definitely an intriguing event. And I got to listen to Tuckerman Babcock speak. I also got to listen to uh, Nick Begich ask, uh, get asked some questions. And I'll tell you, I am um, not the most impressed. If I'm going to be completely honest with uh, those two as candidates. And I'm not just saying this thing because I, I like Jesse Bjorkman. I, I mean what I said. I, losing him as a member of the community, he is an asset to our community, and losing him to Juno would really suck. He's a really good dude. That said, your option. Your option is him or Babcock. And if you are an establishment Republican person, Babcock's probably your guy. You should definitely, definitely do a good Google search, definitely do a good Wikipedia search and see what you come up with for all of them. All right. Research your candidates because they are going to represent you in another place. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. Have a great afternoon. Have a great day. Peace.